Hello, welcome to The Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and I'm live on Twitch right now, recording this video with the Twitch chat, this side, as you can see here, uh, where we discuss uh, things that happen day to day in the world of Warhammer and our lives and all sorts of good and lovely stuff. But today's video that you are watching uh, on YouTube or listening to as a podcast is about the event results from this weekend and who did well, what armies did well, the lists, and just kind of a general deep dive in discussion and look at those pieces of information. You can go and look at all the stats about those event results on thehonestwargamer.com and you can find um, uh, the stats uh, about how factions are doing, how many of those armies are at events. We call that the meta representation. And you can find all that thanks to Rob and Ziggy, the stats team, who help produce all that information. Go find it there, it's free and go use it. So the first event that we're going to look at today is going to be using our brand new system. Look at this, look how good this is. Oh, look at that. This is the Grand Class GT, and as you can see uh, in the 5-0 bracket, so that's one five games out of five. And this was from an event of 120 people. This was held in Canada. Uh, Lou Bergeron and Jordan Duncan went 5-0. So they both went 5-0. James O'Brien, Simon Cotlicure, Oliver Dempsey, Ridge Hanna, Patrick East, Loic Goslin, Josh Aikens, Xavier Carpenter, Gabriel Samson, Danik Gagin, uh, Gagne? Oh, no. Uh, Matthew Cakes, Matthew Roy, and Alex Boucher, Boucher uh, all went 4-1. We're going to deep dive those lists right now. The first event we're going to look at is the West Coast GT, held in Sweden and with five players from the AOS world's norway team and the aos world's sweden team it was a competitive event that really battled the nordic nations against each other <laughs> that was a great intro i, I should do more like that anyway it was won by Oli gunner vatland that's correct with his seraphon army which is a very traditional seraphon army in that it had a slant star master with the arcane might for that lovely reroll, uh, fusil of conflagration and celestial apotheosis, a skink priest, an engine of the gods with a cloak of feathers, then 10 skinks, 20 skinks, and 10 skinks. Oh, by the way, these were all thunder lizards, so it was coalesced thunder lizard list. And then six salamanders in three units of two, even though they're prime targets or priority targets, and a bastilodon with a solar engine. And he was able to take out the event, beating uh, Stormcast Eternals. Maggotkin, Seraphon, and Uruk Warclans. So a big shout out to uh, Oli Gunnar Vatland. He also has done an interview on the um, T Sports Network for Norway because he's the captain of Team Norway for AOS Worlds. That'll be released sometime this week. So if you get the chance to check it out, please do. Okay, time to look through the 4 1 bracket. So these people that dropped one game, uh, or actually, in the case of Danny Elfstead, he actually uh, had a draw in his in one of his games. So he went 4 1 0, um, which really throws it out. Because 4 1s aren't really 4 1s, they're really 4 0 1s. But we tend to generally shorthand it, which, which becomes an issue. Anyway, uh, Danny Elfstead uh, took a Beasts of Chaos list. Now. <laughs> Beasts of Chaos, if you look at this, well, if you start to look at the stats, have had an amazing run over the past few weeks. That White Dwarf update has been significant in helping produce um, major wins. In fact, actually, while I was off sick with COVID, one of the videos uh, that I missed to make was that Dan ended up winning um, a going 5-0 an event with um, a Beast of Chaos army as well. So I'm not surprised to see them doing better and better. That White Dwarf update has done wonders for them as an army so dragon of the shagoth as your general 
Uh, and then another Dragon Ogre Shagoth, a Great Brave Shaman, and the Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince with a Mark of Corn. Don't forget, he makes it so you can uh, reduce charge and run ranges. Dragon Ogre Shagoth is really, really important uh, because it's a monster, so he's going to be able to uh, use those primordial points. Uh, sorry, he's able to roar to try and get more primordial points. Basically, he's like a summoning uh, dude, which is quite good. Then six Dragon Ogres, six Dragon Ogres, six Dragon Ogres. They all benefit, of course, from being able to rally on a 4+, plus. in addition getting all that extra spicy rend uh, that you get for that army. Then 10 Ungol Raiders, 10 Ungol Raiders, and 6 Zangor Enlightened. 360 points, incredibly fast in a Beast of Chaos army. Very, very fighty. And again, as you get further into the game and that rend increases, really good. Or, you know, you whittle them down to 1 and they're able to rally on a 4-up. That's pretty huge for units that have four wounds each percent of four wounds each 919 beasts uh which obviously you can use as a pre-game move uh, and this is all in a warlord and hunters of the heartlands uh battle regiment uh yes he is he is also doing the the hailstorm combo and what that is is as i've talked about the command ability that's on a safe start of steam and prince what it does is it shuts down how fast you can charge or run in basically hailstorm is a spell which also does the same thing so you can make it so that a unit is never ever um going to be able to like charge you basically so if you're only if your opponent does have kind of like a one elite big fighting unit let's say four formulators you could really shut down their ability to actually be able to like hit into you which is really really key because you want to hit them of course first because you get to activate which is uh so good so uh amazing work nice to see him get four wins and one draw okay so constantinos kellis um uh, yeah, so it would be half move, quarter run, and quarter charge is what you could end up as the combo. Thanks, Cabbage, in the chat. Uh, so he was running Maggotkin of Nurgle, Drowned Men. Uh, we've seen this list pop up time and time again over the past few weeks. It's very, very powerful. It's a Lord of Afflictions, Bellacor, and as we know, Bellacor's a wizard. Uh, Bellacor's also medium to okay in a fight. It's a monster, so great for battle tactics. But most importantly, has got an ability to shut down your opponent's abilities to do things so once per battle you're able to pick a unit and then it has to like it, it basically struggles to do stuff you gotta roll a dice um uh in order to like run charge move etc etc then you got um a battle line you got four puskal blight lords four more puskal blight lords then two units of two puskal blight lords and then three nerdlings all in a battle regiment so it moves into the middle of the board the entire thing charges you which means you activate loads and loads of disease points they're very very tough to get rid of because they've got a four up armor save they've got eight wounds each and they've got a five up ward so they're very, very, very tanky. And Lord Afflictions has got that command, uh, the artifact split horn helm, which will make you in unable to do command abilities within nine inches, which is, again, very, very powerful. So it shuts you down and it pins you back. We call this a flood list or a swamp list. Uh, and effectively, it just pins you into your deployment and it makes it so you can't move. It's kind of like Gargants, only Gargants will just run onto the objectives. In this case, what they do is they run into your face and they just stand in your way. And they're like, can you kill all of my flies? um and you either can or you can't so it's a dps check and it seems like lots of the armies at the minute are generally failing that dps check it sounds like the most boring list to play in the world like truthfully but um if ever there was an argument that you should only play thousand point lists it's probably this list uh and when someone just gleefully puts um 12 uh, flies in your face and you're like they're like hey do you want to hang out here for the next two and a half hours you're like fuck no i don't <laughs> no i do not but uh exciting 
Uh, and I'm really happy to see Puskov Blightlords in play because actually they haven't really been useful since they were released in the end times for... Um... Oh, no, actually, no, they weren't end times. Were they? No, Blightlords were end times. No, they weren't. They were, they were second wave. They were later. So about two or three years ago. Um, and they've not been very good. Uh, so it's great to see them actually on the tabletop doing really well, which is cool. Oh, they also have a lot of attacks. A lot of attacks. That's actually not true. They do actually do a lot of damage as well, um, but not against high armor saves. If you've got a high armor save, they do mortal wounds when they charge, which is quite nice. And they also do mortal wounds at the end of the combat phase, which is also quite good. So if you do have a high armor save, I guess they kind of have an answer for that, as well as the disease points. If you've got low armor save, they have loads of attacks, right? um uh so like they, they they i guess they actually work really well against any unit that they go against uh but the grind is really the the strength of it um uh thanks stintbag okay so it's overpowering stench sorry that it turns off the command abilities and the helmet is a four plus plus thank you um uh uh if this is the most boring list wonder how did this get the third best sportsmanship because the person is amazing uh and beautiful and kind and funny and hilarious that's probably how uh because quite often you generally tend to find that sportsmanship's got li literally nothing to do with the list no matter what anyone tells you no matter how much people say that lists make people sad it's people that make people sad and it's also people that make people happy and there you go that's uh something to learn uh theo papa christadula um i actually know him well <laughs> went 4-1 uh with uh his thunder lizard um uh his thunder lizard list and he had slan skink star priest another skink priest another skink priest age of the gods and a stegodon with skink chief um a stegodon with skink chief is actually fairly unique you don't tend to see that as much that's more of a pick and no end oh no there's an angel of the gods never mind 30 skinks 10 skinks 10 more skinks so obviously the stegodon with skink chief is going to be able to give the 30 skinks plus one attack in melee uh which does take them up to maybe 90 attacks and then the skink priest uh this is really really important um obviously can do mortals on sixes to wound so it gives the ability to do that so good and fun you've also got um it's in thunder lizard low so they're reducing damage down by one so if you do have any damage to weapons those 30 skinks are a little bit more survivable and then two basilodons with solar engines they're monsters they're great for battle tactics they can shoot twice because they're in thunder lizard or one of them can shoot twice um they're really tough to bracket uh the command ability that's in the realms at the moment so that you can fight your top bracket works super well on basilodons super well like it was designed for it uh their alpha beast pack really important to know alpha beast pack you have to be a monster don't forget if you run something like a rune son or magma droth um that when it becomes uh a battle line unit uh will indeed become um uh, a battle line unit and doesn't become a behemoth anymore and also isn't a leader so that means that it uh, can't go in an alpha beast pack so it's only only behemoths can go in alpha beast pack just in case anyone's unaware of that uh right okay the uh, oh i've done theo uh next up gear videld uh great person uh is running iron jaws blood tooth mega boss more crusher with rip tooth and uh chopper uh, Master of Magic, oh, this is my favorite build. Arcane Tome, uh, and the Mount Train, the Fasten, and then, oh, he's got the Greek, big green hand of Gork. Okay, so he's got the Arcane Tome and the Master of Magic. He's got a War Chanter, a War Chanter, then 10 Ard Boys, six Gorgrunters, six Gorgrunters, six Gorgrunters, and then Iron Skulls Boys, all in a one drop. 
I don't think you need to explain to me, me to explain again how this works, but the Megawash Mortal Crusher can give a command ability three times, making up to three units move in the hero phase as long as they're not within charge range uh, of an enemy unit, which means those war those uh, Gore Grunters who move nine inches, ten inches? Nine? Nine? Eight? Ten? Ten? Nine? Anyway, nine or ten. I forget. Um, can I think it's nine. Either move 18 or 20. Um, I think it's 18. Yeah, thank you. Nine. Uh, so they move 18 inches and then they can charge. He could call a war so he can improve the rend of them all on time. Uh, also, then the riders on top are like threes and threes, rend three, damage two because you've buffed them from the war chanter. Uh, and then if you kill a unit with one, you can smash and bash, which means you get to activate another unit which charge. So you basically just charge your whole army on the first turn, smash a bunch of stuff, fight your enemy, and run away. Uh, you can put them in Hunters, though, which is amazing for monsters. Uh, you can definitely put them in Hunters. Uh, yeah. You can also teleport 12.1 away and then Mighty Destroys 3.1 away, hence the teleport spell. Yes, you can. You could do that if you wanted to. Um, I don't know why you need to, though, right? Like, you, like how far away are they? <laughs> like, I understand. Anyway, he went 4-1. What do I know? Like, I think this is... I think this is... Oh, I think this is, um, uh, like, overkill on the movement but I respect the fact that he's gone for the overkill. So, uh, like, amazing. So, well done, Gear Videld. Uh, and then Eric Salah. Eric Salah was running a Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. Bit of a theme here. Engine of the Gods, Slan Star Master, and a Skink Priest. And then he had a Stegodon, a Stegodon, and a Stegodon. Uh, I like to call this the the Craftsman's Choice for the, um, uh, the Thunder Lizard list. I don't know you're asking yourself, Rob, why do you call the this is the craftsman's choice well when you just keep reading thunder lizard lists all the time i really have to be able to like tell them apart at this stage so this is the craft this is the craftsman's choice yeah uh two salamanders and a basilion with solar engine and then the emerald life swarm which is a great pick inside this army and i'm not surprised i'm surprised you don't see more emerald life swarm in seraphon lists um just because you get some amazing healing from the engine of the gods so you can double tap it's also a prayer or those chosen curse not heal um, which I think is quite interesting. Loads of fighty. Uh, you did not miss the Sydney GT results. Um, uh, Aminan is the one kick those Achillean kings in the face. Yeah. Uh, Eric, Eric Salah running Salamanders. He knows what he's doing. So three Stegodons, Engine, Slan Skink, two Salamanders as a unit of two, and a Bastille Normal Solar Engine for all the things I've said before. The Craftsman's Choice. Well done. Uh, John Dryland. Uh, was running a Maggotkin um, Drowned Men list. Bellacor, Lord of Afflictions with Overpowering Stench and Split Helm. Split Horn Helm, sorry. Overpowering Stench turns off command abilities, thanks chat, uh, to units within nine inches. Uh, Split Horn Helm gives him a four-up ward as opposed to a five-up ward. Uh, and then the Poxbringer, Herald of Nurgle. Um, and then uh, with the Wither Stave, the Wither Stave has a range of... 12 inches, 9 inches, 10 inches, uh, and it makes it so that you uh, proc the disease points, which is at the end of the battle shock phase. You roll a dice for each unit that's got a disease point on it um, for however many disease points they've got. Um, and then on a four, uh, a four up, they take a mortal wound, but with the wither stave in effect, it's a three up, and the stave is seven inches, uh, which is very narrative. That makes lots of sense. So why is this split horn helm nine? No, out of apparent stench, nine then. Anyway, uh, two Puscor Blight Lords, two Puscor Blight Lords, two Puscor Blight Lords, one unit of two Puscor Blight Lords. <laughs> so four units of two Puscor Blight Lords, 10 play bearers, 10 play bearers, and then three 
nerglings now uh the Puskor blight lords are in the hunters in the heartlands or three units of two sorry are in hunters of the heartlands um uh, which means they are not going to be able to be stomped or roared, which is super good for all our defense, effectively. Uh, so there we go. Um, thanks, chat. Thanks, chat. Uh, and then, and then, finally, Jesper Melenda. Jesper. Uh, he's wonderful. Uh, shout out to Jesper. Uh, running Soul Black Grave Lords. Um, why do Beasts of Nurgle have eight wounds? That bugs me as well. Why not seven? I agree. Why do Puskill Blight Lords have eight wounds and not seven? <laughs> Hear me out. How many wounds does a Korgrath have? It's got to be eight. It's got to be eight. That's, that's what gets me. Uh, right, okay. So Jesper's running a Soul Black Grave Lords list. So it's nice to not read about some some dinosaurs, if I'm honest, but, but don't mind. Uh, Legion of the Night, and he's running Price Sorcery as his grand strategy. He's got Manfred von Karstein, Mortark of the Night. Don't forget, if you, uh, when Manfred activates in combat, he's able to teleport away, which is really fun. An old school cloak of mist and shadows, which is fun. So just imagine like you charge in and he just vanishes into a cloud of bats, moves somewhere else on the board, and then ch chuckles like Skeletor. <laughs> That's that's how Manfred plays. Uh, then a Vampire Lord, who isn't quite as cool uh, on foot, but he does give plus one attack to people, which is, is quite important. Um, he's also got the Levitate spell, uh, which I think is uh, <laughs> flying zombies. Amazing. And then he's got another Vampire Lord, and then he's got a Necromancer um, with the Command Trait Master of Magic for the reroll cast, which is super important because the Necromancer's got a spell called Van Held Dance Macabre, where I imagine a zombie, right? That's just like, and then a, like a wizard, a necromancer summons power from the very realms itself and animates them in a way that makes them more scary. Yeah, it's thriller. That yeah, it's thriller. Every time you can, Van Hills, Macab, and then the vampire's like plus one attack which is super good. And then he's like, also fly. So you have dancing, flying, extra scary, extra damage. Well, not extra damage, but extra attack zombies. And then he's got 40 dead walker zombies, 10 direwolves, 10 direwolves. And then he's got 20 grave guard who also compile an attack twice. Um, if he does, if he makes them dance and then another 20 grave guard, which he can also make dance and pile an attack twice. Beam, beam. Uh, but he can only obviously do it to one unit. Uh, and then he's got a corpse cart with the unholy lodestone, uh, which is going to be minus one to wound in a nine-inch aura around it, which is a really good debuff. One of my favorite debuffs in Age of at the moment. And then chronomantic cogs, which will give him an extra charge if you just hold it within 18 inches. Or, importantly, he can slow down time and give himself an extra spell, uh, which he might do. Um, I can't handle this. <laughs> Manfred can dance if he wants to. Yeah, and then also Manfred's also got... If Manfred also does damage... Um, Lodestone's plus one save to Zombos, no. Lodestone might be. It's either minus one to wound or plus one save. One of the two. Uh, Lodestone is cast buff. Brazier is minus one to wound. Thank you. Okay, so the Lodestone is plus one to cast. So he's really doubling down on being able to get off that Van Hell's Dance Macabre from the Necromancer. Uh, Manfred also has an ability when he charges in. If he does wounds with one of his weapons, he's also got an aura of plus one attack as well. Mm, yeah. It is. I think it is. It's not exponent sixes. I think it's plus one attack. So you could have X up to plus two attacks on a unit, which is really good. So um, very, very strong, like stonks. 
uh, because if we won't dance, there's no lord. He's no lord of mine. So that is uh, this event in Sweden. It looked very competitive. I think Jesper should be super proud of himself that in a very uh, cutthroat field, he was able to push what has been an army that's performing not quite as well um, as, let's say, Seraphon, obviously, who are performing incredibly well. Uh, and apart from that, I hope everyone had a lovely time and it looked like a load of fun. Okay, over in New York, New York. New York, New York was the Gate Rampage GT, which was, by all accounts, a lovely time had by a bunch of great people. The tough crowd. Now, uh, a lot of gaming groups around the world have formed themselves into clubs and or teams. Uh, you know about them from all over. In Australia, for instance, you've got the Mango Mafia uh, in... Uh, England, for instance, you have the Bad Moon Loons. Uh, in America, you've got the Tough Crowd. So there's a there's a bunch of uh, different teams. It's really fun seeing them kind of like stick together. You got like for instance, uh, Team Fact is also another one uh, that I know about. Um, so uh, the Tough Crowd are a gaming group uh, out of the US of A. They're kind of like a Rambe's Heroes. Uh, they're they're just not as fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said it. I said it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, Rogate Rampage GT. No one went five zero. No one went five zero, and instead we have five players that went four zero one. Four zero one. So let's have a look at the list, shall we? Uh, now the first list that we're looking at is Basil Infer Inferrera. Nailed it. Nailed it. Basil Inferrera. Hello, Basil. He's got an Engine of the Gods, saw a Scarfette on Carnosaur, a Skink Priest, a Skink Star Priest, a Slan, Sa uh, a Slan Star Master. This was in Seraphon Thunder Lizard list. Now, the bold choice here was a Saurus Scarfette on Carnosaur, which you never see. You never see in lists. But he's got the Mount Trait Beastmaster, which comes from the White Dwarf update. That, that Mount Trait is great. Really good on an Engine of the Gods. Really good on a Saurus Scarvet on Carnosaur as well. He's going to make them have so much more combat output for a turn. Really like that Mount Trait. I think it's very, very good, especially when you link it up with the Command Trait Prime War Beast, which wasn't done this time, obviously, uh, because the General uh, is the Slan, who's got Arcane Might. Um, then 30 Skinks, 10 Skinks, and 10 more Skinks, two Salamanders, and one Salamander. And then the Bacillodon with a Solar Engine. And it really begs a question. This list begs a question, which we've needed to ask for years but specifically recently in the past two years. Are any of these salamanders real salamanders from Games Workshop? I don't think they are. They can't be. They're gross. They're terrible looking miniatures. I am amazed if they're real salamanders. I'd like to ask Basil right now if they're real. Same with Oligon of Atland, who ended up winning the last event with six salamanders. They, they're... Is, we've heard a lot about fake news in the past few years, but fake salamanders have been ruining Age of Sigmar. Uh, I have six real ones, bought the back of six edition fantasy metal sallies. Now, metal sallies are fine. Yeah, I'm afraid that for some events, they still request original Games Workshop models. I agree. But imagine. <laughs> imagine. Anyway, uh, but let's not take away from Basil being a babe. Um, the important part here is 30 Skinks are really good because of the, all the overlapping buffs that we, they used to use in Age of Sigmar 2 and they still use in Age of Sigmar 1. But more importantly, there's also 30 wounds on an objective, which is also a really nice feature. So they're a combat unit, a shooting unit, and an objective holding unit that only costs 225 points. It's 
brilliant. And then with all the backup that you get from the Engine of the Gods, uh, the Skink Priests and the Slans, um, you've got a real strong army. Uh, and then you've got some crazy output from Salamanders as well, and as well as the Bastilodon for all the things I mentioned before. So great list. Um, and then Skaventide went 4-1. Hello. Hello. Anthony Trentinelli has gone 4-1 with Skaven and has changed our lives. He has remade goodness. Um, uh, Basil is also the new interdimensional champion of the OS Multiverse and has a belt and everything. <gasps> I did not know that. I did not know that. Uh, Basil is also the new... So people might not know, but there is a WWE-style... Uh, belt that travels around between different people around the world. The first time it was ever uh, in action was at CanCon in 2019, uh, maybe 2020. Um, anyway, uh, where Joe Pagano ended up beating uh, Mr. Randy Savage uh, for the ability to uh, become the um, interdimensional champion of the AOS Multiverse. Uh, and then now the only way that you can become the interdimensional champion of the AOS multiverse is to challenge the current owner of the belt at an event. And you can only do it by doing a call out video. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. Here's a quick picture. Thank you to Ziggy in the chat, uh, just to see uh, what it's like. There he is. That's Basil. Uh, just looking absolutely cute as heck. Uh, great booties. And there he is with the, uh, with the belt. So shout out to Basil. Um, and Basil was, but this isn't Basil. This is Anthony Trentinelli. Anthony Trentinelli was running Skaven. He was running Thankwall and Bone, well, Thankwall on Bone Ripper. I always think that that's a little bit unfair, that it's not Thankwall and Bone Ripper. Like, when is Bone Ripper getting his day in the sun? When is Bone Ripper, like, this is, Bone Ripper needs to overthrow the, the chains of the Thankwall supremacy and just, you know, like rise up is what I'm going to say, Bone Ripper. Because Thankwall on Bone Ripper is rude, in my opinion. Yeah, Thankwall and Bone Ripper would be better, but obviously Games Workshop love hierarchy and treating people beneath them like shit. So I'm not surprised they wrote it that way. And Arch Warlock, Bone Ripper is dumb as bricks. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. He still deserves equal respect. Uh, right, and <laughs> Arch Warlock with more and more warp power, and in the books, Bone Ripper doesn't last long enough to overthrow Thankwall. But I want... Anyway, uh, this movie marketing style name placement. <laughs> I know it's also not, like, the same Bone Ripper. There's, like, many Bone Rippers. I just feel like... It doesn't matter. Bone Ripper on Thankwall is a movie I'd watch. Or some furry anime I would commission. Any of those things. Let's start again. Anthony Bone Ripper is a saint. <laughs> the chat have lost their minds. Anyway, Anthony Trentinelli has taken Thankwall on Bone Ripper with four warp fire projectors, which are really great into hordes, loads of mortal wounds. And then the Law of Ruins Skitter Leap, uh, which is a great spell that allows you to Skitter Leap not yourself, but another unit. Uh, which I'm sure he would have been Skitleap in the Arch Warlocks, specifically heroes, I'm pretty certain Skitleap is. Uh, and then a unit of nine Storm Fiends. Nine. As a battle line unit, because he's obviously um, not Skaventide, he's gone for Cl um, Clan Scryer. Now, 
they have an amazing amount of output they'll delete the world those nine storm fiends also really good um in combat because of the doom flare gauntlets so three of them of the nine have got doom flare gauntlets so they're, they're more of a shooting unit uh the wind launchers and the rattling cannons in specific thanks kids with sids for resubscribing um and then he's got the soul screen bridge now a couple of little points about the soul screen bridge which came up this weekend i want to shout out the wonderful mr tom gilboy uh, i was lucky enough to be invited for dinner on saturday night with the bad moon loons uh, the current reigning Age of Sigmar TSN champions or Super Series champions. Uh, so it was great to be able to hang out with them and talk to them. And uh, Tom Gilboy told me a little thing about Soul Screen Bridge, which I'll talk about in a minute. But Soul Screen Bridge is an endless spell which you set up and then you're able to teleport one unit, nine Storm Fiends, into the middle of the board, which where they can project power from. They can fire their wind launchers, they can shoot their rattling guns, maybe even do a cheeky charge if they want to. Uh, so that's what the Soul Screen Bridge does um, in this list. Uh, he's also got the Warp Lightning Vortex as well, which he's going to be able to skitterleap a unit and then cast Warp Lightning Vortex at the enemy. So just doubling down on doing a load of damage at range. More and more Warp Power is a spell that you can, spell that you can apply to a unit, which says you rerolls to hit and rerolls to wound, which is amazing on that unit of nine Storm Fiends, which cost 945 points. Uh, how reliably can they cast the bridge? They've got a reroll because of Warpstone tokens. So um, fairly reliably. Also, they get plus one to cast uh, because their warp holes are arcane. So I think pretty reliably. I think pretty reliably. Um, anyway, there's nine Storm Fiends moving to the midboard. They reroll to hit, reroll to wound, and they, they do. Whew, oh, yeah. Or you could cast it with Thanquil, actually, because uh, he can roll three dice and discard the lowest. Yeah um yeah and then uh, thank god by warp hole is plus three thanks dave so yes reliably so that's how the list works you just delete the world and then someone charges you and then you just stand and shoot with a cp and you're like pew, 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 and then you fight them pew, 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 right and then that's it just you just you're just ratting them down like pow 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 that's how it works uh great list now this is the sex panther list this is or this is what I've called it, or the Rat Panther, or sex the Sex Rat List, I think, uh, is, is the other name. Because 66% of the time it works every time, but it really does rely on there not being any Magic Doms to shut down your bridge, or your more more Warp Power, which is two spells that you really need to work effectively. Um, uh, delete the world, have a lovely time. It, yeah, it wins big. Now, I wouldn't say it necessarily loses big because if you don't get more and more warp power off, which I'm assuming you do first, um, maybe you just don't send the the rats over the bridge. You just kind of wait a little bit. You just be like, well, I'm just going to chill. Who knows? Uh, it's in a battle regiment, so it's a one drop, so it gets the choice to go first or not go first, which is great. Um, so uh, amazing. Well done to Anthony Trendelli. Little side note, some fun stuff I heard about the Soul Screen Bridge this weekend is the Soul Screen Bridge is something that you can charge with your incarnate, your Cronspine incarnate from uh, Thongdia. So uh, because it's able to charge an endless spell, you can cast the Soul Screen Bridge and there's no rules on how close you set up endless spells. And then you can charge your um, own... Uh, whatever it's called, uh, like incarnate, that's the word, Cronspine incarnate, uh, into your own bridge and then attack the enemy. <laughs> what a great little tactic. That's insane. Uh, right, okay. Sean Allen. Uh, killing incarnate is going to be impossible. I agree, Rumor Night Spear. It's actually a disaster, but we're not talking about it right now. Uh, 
Yo, I'm off work for the week. Yes, tanks. Fucking let's chill. Uh, so Sean Allen was running a Stormkeep list from Stormcast Eternals, and it was Hallowed Knights. He took Garda Steel Soul, a Knight Encanter, and a Lord Relictor. And then he took four Dracothian Guard Forminators, 15 Judicators with Skybolt Bows, and then two units of five Vindicators, and 10 more Vindicators, all in a battle regiment. All in a battle regiment. Now, the Lord Relictor's obviously got the High Priest, um, which means that he's able to reroll his two plus uh, prayer. And he's got the Mirror Shield, which means he can't be shot outside of nine inches. He's got the spell Translocation, so he can pick one of these units and he can teleport them. Uh, but they can't move after. So there's 15 Judicators can get really close to fire all their bows off. Gardas um, is going to give this, them a five up ward save, which is really strong. Dan, don't. Thanks for resubscribing. Uh, and Night Encanter's got Celestial Blades, which is plus one to wound uh, on a melee profile. Yeah, plus one to wound on a melee profile. Um, uh, and has also obviously got a auto unbind, which is really strong. Uh, now, the... Uh, uh, and then the Forge of Coasting Guard Forminators, which costs 460 points, are probably one of the most offensive units in Age Sigma, uh, comparable with the Storm Fiends, but half the price, especially with plus one to wound. And obviously, you've got the command ability all out attack for plus one to hit, giving them a potential 15 damage per Forminator. So uh, there's, there's 60 damage up for grabs per Forminator. That's just from the riders, not indeed the fellows below. Uh, so incredible output. Vindicators have got a three up armor save. They're great for holding objectives, especially in a storm keep list because they count for three per model. So normally a model counts as one on an objective. In a storm keep list, a model counts as three. On a, each model counts as three until the beginning of round three. In which so that's only on your home objectives till the beginning of round three, where all objectives they count as three. So that unit of ten vindicators can be thirty models for holding an objective which means they're really good for scoring the primary and then he's got the judicators and the tracothian guard to do all of the big damage so really fun list super cool oh we haven't seen one of these yet nice allegiance of the first prince list okay being run by let me just double check uh marcella hello marcella hello uh, and he was running bellacor i've told you about bellacor already in this show a great and clean one uh with them Play, uh, command trait the ruinous aura so that gives plus one to the ward save to units within eight nine inches one of those two um and the fourfold blade which is any sixes to hit do d3 mortal wounds and he's got the universal spell loss flaming weapons uh so to give him a damage four sword uh, which is pretty good safe start with demon prince uh with the mark of corn for shutting down charges as i've discussed karis fate weaver um which is a big old wizard bird steeped in magic and mystery has got two amazing things it's got the ability to cast three three spells uh one of which is gift of change which is an 18 inch range flat six mortal wound spell but if you do that through a spell portal it's 36 what's well, like 38 if you can measure the spell portal range um, and if you kill anything it turns his little spawn steve the spawn it emerges he's burnt birthed um it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing to see that's gift of change uh and he's really good for shutting down shooting units and, and and sniping heroes and doing all the other things he's also got a ability to turn a dice change the event of uh, the result of a dice roll once per game and really fuck with the machinations of your play two times five flesh hounds which are just screens ten blood letters which are just screens uh six furies six furies are very popular at the minute in Legion of the First Prince list, super popular. Uh, they have the old skink ability, they, they move 12 inches, and then when they activate, they're able to retreat. So they can basically bop around the board 24 inches. And this is all in a double battle regiment, and he has got the Umbral Spell Portal to 
Um, move around. She. Oh, is this a she? I'm so sorry. Marcella. She. She, Marcella, is running. I apologize. Marcella, uh, huge shout out to you, was and is running Legion of the First Prince. Congratulations. Uh, and then Mason Schmidt. Uh, is this Marcella from Team USA? Oh, of course, this is in New York. I was still thought we were in Sweden. Marcella. And then Mason Schmidt. So she was running Legion of the First Prince. Is she taking Legion of the First Prince to Worlds? Wow. Okay. Uh, also, importantly, uh, the Great and Clean One. Great and Clean One um, has a uh, six up ward. Oh, all the demons also have a six up ward in Legion of the First Prince. And you're able to summon extra demons as well, which is really good. You can still, in Legion of the First Prince, summon. 10 plague bearers so um that great and clean one general is able to summon um 10 plague bearers which now have 10 two wounds apiece as a previously they used to be uh one wound apiece so it's an older rule using newer rules uh to, to gank a system to produce more stuff um you need to redo the whole thing i'm not doing it i'm not doing it marcella just make another picture about me i love you and can't wait to see it worlds right mega boss or more crusher so this final final one is mason schmidt uh is a mega boss or more crusher or at war chanter or a war chanter and a mega boss or more crusher uh now one of them's got destroyer which is big red button um once per battle you're able to just do loads more attacks and smash face on a mega boss or more crusher uh, so that's that artifact he's also got the armor of gork um, on the other Mega Boss and Crusher, two War Chanters, three War Chanters, sorry, and an Uruk, Uruk Weird Knob Shaman, and then three units of three Ard Boys, sorry, three units of three Gore Grunters, and a unit of Ard Boys. Three units of three Gore Grunters, and an Ard Boy. Um, and uh, so, yeah, just double more Crusher list. Uh, no Mount Trade. Doesn't see any, I don't see any Mount Trades on it here, but I'm sure there were some Mount Trades taken. So that's the event in New York. Look like a fun time. Shout out to the tough crowd. See you soon. Over in Pennsylvania, which is right next to Ohio in the USA, Mr. Bill Souza went 5-0 with his Lumineth Realm Lords list. Also in the 4-1 bracket was Thomas Guan, Emma Mangles, Ben Kloss, and Bob Pisano, which, and this is important to note, is just a clean sweep of the podium for the AOS World's Team USA team. Team USA the world's team usa worlds i don't know the right way to say it anyway let's have a look at what he took because bill as we know normally takes pretty low powered lists and does incredibly well with them sanesh flesh eater courts all sorts of stuff you wouldn't expect to do well so let's see how he's doing he has taken a zytrek lumineth realm lords list um a severith lord of the seventh wind which is a not a priority target amazing uh, a scenario law seeker who can go hold objectives which is really good now severus is really really important because severus got the ability to move incredibly far 24 inches pop over do mortal wounds move in the shooting phase do mortal wounds pile in do mortal wounds um stop you from piling in which is really good shoots really well and does d3 damage which is super super strong um uh, and then in your turn can move away 12 inches which is whew, super fast yeah 
so he can do a lot of damage. Severith, incredible for 345 points. Does amazing stuff. That's what Severith does. Bops around. Most importantly, he does what we call move blocking. And if you haven't heard about move blocking before, this is what happens. You move forward and you can't get within three inches of an enemy model. So you move forward and you're like, oh, I can't go any further. I'll stay here. And he goes, cool. And then you go, right, I'm going to charge. He goes, no, no, no. Before that shooting phase, and at the end of the shooting phase, I'm allowed to move 12 inches. And then he moves away outside of 12 inches which is how far you how close you have to be to declare a charge so then he stands there 12.1 inches away mocking you and laughing at you like a true this is fantastic mr fox if you haven't seen the miniature it is a fox covered in whirlwinds with a giant bow this is this is everything you would think a fox would do if it finally could turn the tide on the hunters in the uk just so you guys know a bunch of uh rich mentalists uh hunt foxes um and then sometimes beat the poor i think that's basically what they do uh and so it's really nice to see in in narrative there's a lot of english narrative around uh foxes eventually turning uh the tide uh, on these dark and evil overlords um who should be rounded up um and and you know thrown into the sea um so it's fun so severith is 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 fantastic uh scenario law seeker is also in there as well um uh, scenario law seeker has the ability to hold an objective and until you kill it it holds the objective so it's really fun it also can like deploy into your opponent's um uh like deployments areas uh, sorry your opponent's deployment zones and, and, and other stuff it basically deep strike and, and, and other elements so it's got a, a pre-game move but it's not it's more of a pre-game deployment uh, and can hold objectives which is really good which is really good because it's got this extra spell called lambent light which allows you to re-roll shooting attacks against a certain unit so the law seeker basically deploys outside of your deployment really close to the enemy does lambent light lambent like not christopher lambent lambert it's french i think lambent um so yeah el franche so picks a unit then you re-roll shots against it uh which is really good so that's what the law seeker combo is and then he's got the venari lord regent um with the command trait fast learner and the artifact the gift of kelenar the gift of kelenar sorry the important thing um that he that the lord regent has the ability to uh, bless the weapons of different units in the Luma Throne Lord's army because most units, not all units, have the ability, specifically the Venari, so uh, your Sentinels and your Dawn Riders and your Wardens, uh, do mortal wounds on sixes to hit, but you can empower them so they turn into fives. So that's what the Lord Regent does. And then you've got 10 Wardens, 10 more Wardens, which are. Um, uh battle line units but they're great they've got four up save three inch range uh two attacks apiece they do really like they do d3 more wounds when you charge them plus one to wound when you charge them they've got um uh artifact not artifacts uh realm juice not that either what do they have gems aether quartz and uh they can uh they could crunch that and they can basically imagine a jojo elf covered so like they see this is what happens You've got 10 elves with spears and shields, right? And then they see a giant muscle-bound orc on a pig charging towards them. And then they just lather themselves. Yeah, like a greased-up kind of like uh, Takeshi's Castle runner. They just grease themselves up in Aether Quartz. They're just like, no, you can't touch me. Let's go. And then the pig is able to do much, and he gives them plus one save. That's what happens um and then so that's the wardens and then 30 sentinels 
So 30 Sentinels, which um, have the ability to shoot 30 inches. And obviously, they can move and shoot. So that's 35 inches. And you can make them move twice as fast. So that's 40 inches. Um, uh, so that they're, they're very good. And they ignore line of sight. Um, and they can shoot anything that they can't see. So 30 inches is pretty long. And then any fives to hit do a mortal well any six to hit does a mortal wound but any fives to hit will do a mortal wound and then if they've done lambent light you basically just roll 30 dice any fives and sixes are a mortal wound and then you just pick up the rest of the dice you roll them again and you try and get some more fives and sixes and that does really well for killing loads of stuff and then he's got two more wind spirits now these wind spirits aren't as good as severith but they can still do the move blocking and they can also do the shooting grabbing objectives and all that other stuff it's all in a battle regiment which is a battalion if you don't know uh which you can put all your army into uh, and then you can make it so that you get to choose who goes first you or your opponent and you go pew, 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. um so amazing really good uh like uh great list and and tr a true power pick now um a couple of things about this list uh the sentinels are uh, priority targets so build did really well to not lose any games giving up those points for the sentinels also the sentinels got a points hike at christmas so they're a little bit more um difficult to use than they were pre-christmas when we saw them running at like we saw this list basically exactly this list uh being uh close to like eight percent of the meta um and having a 60 percent win rate so it's nice to see bill using one of those low power lists so he previously used slanesh previously used flesh eater courts and now continuing that trend him and gavin have kind of got this competition to use some of the worst performing armies to play in game so shout out to him okay right in the 4-1 bracket thomas guan was running seraphon emma mangles was running maggot king of nurgle ben kloss was running cities of sigma and bob pisano was running sons of behennet Damn it. Sorry, so our Seraphon list uh, was an Engine of the Gods with the Incandescent Retrosis. That's the one thing I haven't talked about so far. That's where if you kill it, so if you kill the Engine of the Gods on a 4-up, it will come back to life on full wounds. It also won't count as slain, right? It's really good. Really, really good. Every time you explain it to someone, they think it's a lie and you have to show them. Skink Priest, Skink Priest, Slan Star Master, Skink Star Priest, uh, and a Stegodon with Skink Chief, then... Te um, then what is this 30 skinks five saurus knights five saurus knights and a cron spine incarnate of gur um okay right so that's the first time we've seen the cron spine go 4-1 in our lists uh so shout out um it is embedded inside a army that already does very very well i don't think the plus one to hit is the key point i think the point is it's a monster um, because it's, it's treated as a monster that's going to be able to uh, that doesn't die um, and is able to fight really really well and holds units up because you can't retreat away from it while the skinks shoot you to death so the skinks shoot you to death uh, while there's a monster you can't retreat from in here as well um, uh, so there we go so that is uh, the seraphon list so there's the cronspine uh, emma uh, was running the Magikin Droning Guard. She had Blobe, Orgot's Demon Spew, and Lord of Afflictions. Now, Blobe and Orgot's Demon Spew are the Magoth uh, riders. So there are three of them. And uh, she has featured two inside of her list. They're very tanky because uh, they've got a good armor save and they've got a lot of wounds. They've got a good ward save. Uh, they also obviously will be able to benefit from uh, additional healing as well. Uh, works really well because they've got a good wound pool 
if that makes sense. A lot of afflictions with the overpowering spence, overpowering stench, which is turn off. We've talked about that already. Uh, Festus the Leech Lord and Harbinger of Decay. So very hero heavy. Then two units of five future Blight Kings and two units of three Plague Drones. Now, um, uh, and then, yeah, that's the list. So it's 120 wounds uh, of tankiness. Uh, grabbing the objectives this list is placed a little bit differently to the list that we talked about before with all the flies because the black kings are quite slow and emma doesn't have a lot of units for holding objectives instead she's really relying on the tankiness of uh, those characters in there to really um help her survive on the objectives i'm actually really impressed by this but it really makes sense why emma has made it onto the uh on team usa uh so shout out to her the sister sigma list being run by ben kloss uh, was a Frigal General on Griffin, a Frigal General and a Cogsmith, 20 Frigal Crossbowmen, 10 Frigal Crossbowmen, 10 more Frigal Crossbowmen, then four Dracothian Guard Forminators, and then four Stormdrake Guard, all in uh, a Battle Regiment. Okay, this is all in a one-drop battalion, and this is in uh, a Living City list. Now, if you did watch our coverage of the LVO final, where Gavin ended up winning, this is similar to a uh, Gavin's list, not quite the same of course uh but that free guild general on griffin is actually a really good fighting unit inside uh, a city of sigmar army especially for its points cost and it's also a monster um so being able to help you get different battle tactics but as always um <laughs> though the storm drake guard and the dracothian guard formulators are the real secret source here uh they're able to deploy off the board and then using the realm roots they outflank so they come in within six inches but nine inches from the enemy and then they shoot with the dragons it's fire they rain fire down. And depending on how you roll with the fire, you've already won the game or you haven't. Uh, and then you're able to move. Now, you can't do this on two different units. So um, he's going to bring in one unit or the other. Or if we, as we saw Gavin play, he put the four Stormdrake Guard on the board and then the Fulminators he kept to the side. Uh, then he outflanked them, brought them on, and then he used the War Scroll ability on the Stormdrake Guard to move in the hero phase. Um, uh, so then he also brought on the Formulators. So he's able to bring 680 points of Stormdrake Guard, 460 points of Formulators, all right on your front door on the first turn, while those 20 Freegill Crossbowmen shoot you off the board. And then you could also run the Freegill General up as well and start doing some fighting with that. So hello, forgive. Um, so uh, really well, really good to see him go 4-1 with that. And then finally, uh, there was a Sons of Behemoth list which was a Gatebreaker, a Gatebreaker, a War Stomper, and another War Stomper in a double Bosses of the Stomp uh, battalion. Now, uh, Mega Gargants move on to objectives. They stand there, and then they ask your opponent if you can fight them, or if you can't fight them. If you can't fight them, you win the game, uh, and that's it. It's fairly monosyllabic, uh, but it's great to see Gargant players still playing their armies and having a great time. Let's go. Okay, so next up, Renegade Wargaming being held in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. This was won by Corey Anderson with the Legion of the First Prince, uh, somewhere near Fargo, I think. Uh, and so he was running Bellacore. We've talked about Bellacore already. Kairos, we've talked about Kairos. We've talked about Legion of the First Prince. Six of War for all the demons. You get um, an additional plus uh, one to that ward save if someone has the Command Trait Ruinous Aura, which the Bloodthirst of Incensant Rage did in this particular army, uh, which is really good. And he's got the armor, the art, the artifact the armor of the pact then you have the changeling now the changeling was actually the really interesting bit in this list because i haven't seen changeling in almost any lists and i'm not really sure what it's doing in there so Corey, if you are listening shout out i i don't know 
and I'd like to know. So to start with the Demon Prince, we've already discussed for its ability to shut down charge ranges. And then 10 Pink Horrors, which are 10 models, but they become 50 wounds, and they're great for holding objectives, and two units of five Flesh Hounds. And then the Umbral Spell Portal, again, to key in with the Gift of Change that we talked about from Kairos. So there we go. So that's in the 5-0 bracket. Uh, so that's the 5-0. So shout out to Corey on being brilliant and entering into the lofted halls of the 5-0 players. In the 4-1 bracket, the Renegade Open was Alex Langer with Sons of Behemoth, Pat Ottolino with Luminath Realm Lords, Sean Troy with Six of Sigma, Devon Mon with Magikin and Nurgle, Rourke Engelhart with Sylvaneth, and then Walter Duncan with Cruel Boys, and then Nate Ebertowski with Soul Black Grave Lords. Okay. So let's have a look at these lists. The Sons of Behemoth list was uh, a War Stomper, a Gatebreaker, a Kraken Eater, and a Kraken Eater in a double boss of the Stomp. Congratulations on going 4-1. We've talked about how Sons of Behemoth lists work. Uh, Patrick was running a Lumineth Realm Lords list, and he had Techless, a Cathalar, and then two units of 10 Wardens, sorry, three units of 10 Wardens, 20 Sentinels, and another 10 sentinels and then the umbral spell portal and the rune of petrification so the rune of petrification is do some mortal wounds at range which is quite good and then techless gives a five up ward to everyone within uh 18 16 16 inches maybe um so it becomes what we call the techlian castle build so it's effectively tech it's effectively techless at the back of the back of the board casting searing white light which is an aoe mortal wound spell through the umbral spell portal while sentinels shoot stuff off and then the wardens protect at the front of the army that's how the army works and it's super good uh cities of sigma list had an anointed or frost heart phoenix as the general and this is all in tempest eye which means you get to do some run and shoot uh celestial hurricaneum and a sorceress and then 10 dread spears 10 free guild pistoliers uh, and then 10 free guild outriders which are just going to be screens to do some small shooting and then uh you've got six uh no sorry four storm drake guard in this list so the storm drake guard get plus one to hit from the hurricane and that's what that does and the anointed on frostheart phoenix is minus one to wound aura and it's also got a four up ward so it's very 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 survivable the hurricane has got a shooting attack that does mortal wounds and gives plus one to hit and plus one to cast in an aura as well which is good for the frostheart phoenix who's got the arcane tome um and that's basically how the entire army plays not much else to say uh, dragons in a cities list really uh, big shout out magikin and nurgle um was the great and clean one two lord of afflictions horticulous slimux which gives plus one to hit uh, and reroll charges out to the one two three four beasts of nurgle and then 20 play bearers sorry five beasts of nurgle uh in and 20 play bearers now there's 20 play bearers they've got two wounds each and they've got five up ward but they become so much more tanky uh when you do fleshy abundance which is a spell which is on the great and clean one um which gives them an additional plus one wound for until the next hero phase so they become uh those 60 wounds become 90 wounds which is really really good and then the wither stave on the general we've already talked about so that's that's nurgle sylvaneth uh is a naru list wow a lariel a branch wraith a war song revenant and then 10 dryads three lots of five tree revenants and then six colonel hunters with scythes chronomantic cogs and the umbral spell pool i have no idea in a one drop no idea congratulations you're smarter than me like 
Oh, War Song Revenant. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that. Okay, so it's the War Song wrong. Sorry, I thought I was like, there's no War Song. Okay, it's what's called a War Song bomb spell. We've talked about this a lot on the show. There's actually an interview. If you go back to this beginning of Age of Sigma 3, there's an interview on a YouTube channel with Math Mallow who talks about um, uh, the War Song bomb spell and how it works. Effectively, you do Throne of Vines, which gives you plus three to cast. And every time you cast a particular spell um, through the spell portal, um, uh, you roll a number of dice equal to your casting value, and you keep adding plus three to cast from Throne of Vines every turn because they stack. And then that, every five up, does a mortal wound uh, from that casting value. So let's say I cast it on a seven, which is pretty normal. And I've got Throne of Vines up. That's 10 mortal wounds. Sorry, no, that's not 10 mortal wounds. That's 10 dice. I roll them. Any five ups do a mortal wound. And I do that to each unit within range of that spell being cast through the spell portal. It's a lot of mortal wounds. We saw it play on the T-Sports Network coverage uh, a couple of months, no, about a month ago. If you guys want to go back and watch it for our GNT GT, uh, which is all live on the show. Uh, the Uruk Warclans list was a cruel boys list. Amazing, go 4-1. Breaker Boss on Mirebrook Trogoth, which is a genuinely good fighting unit. Gobsprack, uh, and then a Snatcher Boss on Sludraker Beast. Now, Gobsprack we're seeing a lot used as a screen in an army. So run forward, stand in front of the enemy, uh, and just screen out. And then Swamp Caller Shaman uh, with Potgrot. And then 20 Gut Rippers, 10... No... Hate how the Age of Sigmar app output stuff. Twenty gut rippers. Nine, nine bolt boys or six bolt boys. No, six bolt boys and then another three bolt boys. Thank you. Uh, and some hobgrot slitters and then a marsh marsh crawler slogoth. So uh, we've seen this list play actually pretty recently. Um, and what you're able to do is you're able to use the sneaky tricks to like. Uh, push up your hobgrot slitters to create a screen and then you can do something similar with gobsprack that just slows down your enemy which means you can shoot at them with your bolt boys you can charge them if you wanted to uh with your gut rippers um and uh, i think they should be super happy with going 4-1 with that list very very happy that's incredible work uh and then finally soul black grave lords uh Vicross dynasty so belladama manfred necromancer vampire lord radical the wolf 40 zombies 20 skeletons some direwolves uh and then 20 graveguard and then a corpse car uh so we've talked about some of the key parts vampire lord for plus one attack um uh, and the necromancer for the dances zombies but belladama and radicar do some additional stuff which is really really fun radicar is able to summon 10 wolves and then it's a really good fighting unit that also can buff units around him and then belladama's got the ability to do a spell which will like do mortal wounds and create some dire wolves which is super fun and also can do exploding sixes as a spell as well on a unit which works really well with uh dead walker zombies or the grave guard so a lot of the soul black grave lords list that we've seen and probably will see in the future are lists that are really just designed to stack overlapping buffs on units so they do crazy damage if you can't get them off then your army doesn't work quite as well basically um uh yeah oh oh this is radical the wolf oh thank you very much no so this this radical which is radical the beast summons wolves this is radical the wolf this is just a smaller radical and so I don't know why he's in the list, uh, is the answer. And that's everything that happened at Renegade. So over in Georgia, the Georgia Warband GT ran their first event, 
I'm pretty certain. Um, and it was won by Brendan Brandon Voss with his Magic Kingdom Dirkle, and he went 5-0. He took Drowned Men, and he had Blobe Rotspawn and a Lord of Afflictions with, unsurprisingly, if you've been following along with the rest, Overpowering Stench and the Split Horn Helm. We've talked about that already. And then an additional Lord of Afflictions, meaning you can Deep Strike both. Don't forget, but they can go into Deep Strike, and then you can just basically mess about with your enemy's back lines. And then four Puskill Blight Lords, five Putrid Blight Kings, two Puskill Blight Lords, and another five Putrid Blight Kings. I know what you're asking yourself. Rob, why are you being so specific with what you say in the numbers? It's because the uh, the list was produced on the app, and I beg you, please, just use the War Scroll Builder output on the Warhammer community site to produce your lists, uh, because it's just really difficult to read them. Uh, this is just a personal thing. Uh, and he also had a unit of other things. That's all in a battle regiment, making it a one-drop, so he's got the ability to just swamp his opponent, uh, deep strike the Lord of Afflictions, turn off command abilities, start uh, dropping disease points, and having a great time. That's brilliant. Well done him. In the forward bracket, Dalton Kale. Uh, had took his disciples of each list. Tommy Mil Mikloss took his Ogre Moor tribes. Jason Sanders with Carriage and Overlords. Tristan Detweiler with his OCR Bone Reapers. Tobias Kemp with his Magic King and Nurgle. Michael Schlelgermilch, definitely wrong, with his Fire Slayers. Alex Steele with his Cities of Sigmar. And then Robert Colt with his Beasts of Chaos. Beasts of Chaos again. Woohoo! Shout out. So uh, the Zinch list was a summoning Zinch list, and it's nice to see Zinch actually in this list. Uh, Kairos, Changecaster, Lord of Change, Blue Scribes, and a Magister. Um, and then if you look, the, he took a double battle regiment in this list. He took Chronomantic Cogs, Spell Portal, and Palisade. And then he took three units of Karakakalites and a unit of Pink Horrors. Uh, and he was playing Hosar Karnum, so you can unbind opponent spells on turns 1, 3, and 5, and you get a pre-game move on D3 flying units. Uh, this list is mainly designed to summon uh, to get as many summoning points as possible, while also doing a ton of mortal wounds in the midfield through different uh, spellcasters, which is really, really cool. It's really hard to use, and he should be super happy going 4-1. Uh, then the Ogamo tribes list was a Frostal and Stonehorn, a Huskar and Stonehorn, Nice Brow Hunter, a Butcher, and another Frostal and Stonehorn, and then a unit of Stonehorn Beast Riders, three units of two Frost Sabres, and the Emerald Life Swarm. Because, I know you're saying, what wizards are, do we have there, Rob? It was the Butcher. The Butcher was doing Emerald Life Swarm. Nice to see the Butcher in the list. You rarely see that. Ogres are just a really fast army. They move in the midboard super fast. They charge. They do mortal wounds. Uh, and they just and they're fairly tanky. Five up wards on the uh, Frostlord and Stonehorn, for example, with three up armor saves. They're tough to get past, and they do a lot of output. Um, so really, really fun list to play. Uh, especially good for new players uh, wanting to pick up an army and move them around. Then uh, the Courage and Overlords list as an Aether Chemist and Navigator uh, a unit of Arkanaut Company and two units of Frigates, and then one big Ironclad, and then a unit of two Storm Drake Guard and a Gun Hauler. We talked about this before. The one thing that um, uh, Casual Overlords really struggle to do is push people off of objectives. So it's not surprising to see Storm Drake Guard put into that list, which we've seen previously, to push uh, units off um, uh, the objectives. So uh, shout out to that. OCR Bone Reapers was, is, Arkham the Black, a Leech Cavalos, and a Mortis and Soul Mason. And then 20 more tech guard. 30 more tech guard. 140, 280, 420. Uh, yes, sorry, 30 more tech guard, 20 more tech guard, and then the Cavalos Death Riders, which is a unit of 
Death Riders can't be 190 points for five. Are they? No. That must be a unit of 10. No, because he can't be. Because he's... Anyway, it's some amount of Death Riders. Again, I don't know because the app doesn't tell me. Uh, and then a Gothazar Harvester. Um, uh, and the Gothazar Har Harvester. And then a unit of Necropolis Stalkers. Uh, a unit of Necropolis Stalkers, which is super good. You rarely see Necropolis Stalkers uh, on the board, so I'd love to know how why they're there. The Gothazar Harvester obviously moves behind the units of Mortec Guard, and for anyone that dies, it gets to roll a dice on a four-up. It gets to replace it, so it basically recycles them. Mortec Guard have got a, a command ability kind of on their war scroll where they're able to re-roll uh, re their save rolls, uh, so they're very, very defensive, and because you take them in Petrifex Elite, they're minus one they ignore rend one um so they're very survivable which is good and even if you kill them they're able to regenerate them which is what arcan can also do as a spellcaster because he can make it so that um he can bring three back a turn and he can also uh spellcast to help them uh like empower natterite weapons for example which I, it gives them exploding sixes uh if i remember my law um so yeah cool to see ocr bone reapers doing uh well and surprising uh the beast of uh, the magikin of nurgle list was a great and clean one stopped bar piper and bellacore now i've talked about all of those things before so you don't need me to uh reiterate what they do 30 plague bearers now you can just do fleshy abundance to take those 30 those 60 wounds to uh to oh 90 wounds yeah actually and then one two three four five beasts of nurgle in a double battle regiment uh so uh just very survivable you get stuck on 30 play bearers you can't move and the beasts of nurgle oh, i didn't mention this before sorry they run and charge and when they charge in they do mortal wounds and then they retreat and on a four up they do mortal wounds and they've got retreat and charge so charge in charge out charge in charge out all while chewing through 30 plague bearers and a big grit and clear one smashing your face in uh it's a very it's a hammer and anvil army and it must be super fun to play really really fun to play uh the fire says this was greyfeard and it had a rune father a battlesmith and a rune master and then a rune son uh see you later digby and thanks to saliban in the chat for saying i'm lovely you're lovely uh 15 hearthguard berserkers 15 more hearthguard berserkers and then 10 volkite uh berserkers uh, with bladed spling shields and then tens two storm drake guard just a cheeky two storm drake guard to throw in the list <laughs> and then the zagron flame spitter uh thank fucking view for resubscribing <laughs> uh so this earthguard berserkers are really fighty um as long as they're near the uh characters they're gonna have a four up ward five up ward four up ward one of the two um uh they're really good in a fight they've got two wins apiece uh they charge in um, you just have to try and beat them, and every time you fight them, they kick your face in. Two Storm Drake Guard can fly over the top and burn some dudes to death. Um, really, really tanky, uh, really fast, just quite slow is the kind of uh, the weakness to that list. The Cities of Sigmar list that did really well was Living City, had Anointed on Frostheart Phoenix, which I've talked about already, a Rune Lord, which makes uh, the 20 Iron Drakes battle line. Uh, it's also a priest, so it's able to do curse uh which is the the universal spell scripture uh and then he's got the arcane tome making him a wizard 20 iron drakes which can shoot twice if they don't move so they're really really fighty which is really good uh well really shooty sorry uh 20 sisters of the watch which is insane uh they're able to stand and shoot and then one two three four five units of phoenix guard uh which are really that's really interesting playing them as msu or multiple 
small units. Look after yourself, Rob. Loads of love. Um, don't call my list slow. Michael Schlag. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are multiple small units of Phoenix Guard, which you can create screens and block avenues of attack, which lets those Sisters of the Watch and Iron Drakes shoot more uh, as you're trying to fight them, but you've got to beat through these elves uh, who are Phoenix Guard. And then finally, the Beast of Chaos list as a Doom Bolt, um, a Dragon Ogre Shagoth, a Beast Lord, two Great Bray Shamans, and then one, two, three units of six Bulgor, and then some Ungors, and then one, two, three Dragon Ogres, and a Chaos Spawn. That's already, just so you know, 170 wounds in that army. And importantly, the average is about 120. So the thing here is that you can do lots of output from the Bulgors because they've got great axes and that rally command ability is going to come in super key on all of those reinforced units, um, meaning you get more points and you're going to summon more. It's just very, um, I thought that's what it's called. It's multiple small units is what MSU is. Multiple small units. Um, uh, yeah, and there we go. So that's how the Beast Chaos work. Sweet. Looks like a fun, I can't believe it's their fun at the first event. That's super cool. Well done to them. Sydney GT, obviously being held in Sydney obviously uh it was a large event uh and uh we had two five o's from this event we had joel graham and tyler mcdonald joel was running i and tyler was running the maggot kin of nurgle um so let's go and have a look at those lists shall we so uh the i Deacon list is really really interesting um uh, it was nautilar list and he had a tidecaster uh he had an achillean uh thrall master which makes the thralls uh being like have a choice of three different things that they could do every combat phase which is really good and it's a thing it's the miniature that came in the phobo box um uh and then he had an achilling king and he kind of kitted it out like um kitted it out as what we call the slap king um so he had the unstoppable fury command trait meaning he's able to get loads of extra attacks on top of that Achillean king he's got the arcane tome now that's quite interesting uh, meaning he's a wizard and he's also got the match rate void chill darkness making him minus one to hit but as soon as you realize that he's giving himself flaming weapons um uh like as soon as you give yourself flaming weapons you realize that that pole arm which is normally damage three on the charge becomes damage four and when you combine that with unstoppable fury where you get extra attacks for each um for once per battle you get uh, extra attacks for each unit within it's even once per battle isn't it just every time it might be every time um uh you basically get extra attacks uh, on that pole arm so taking it up to damage four at ren three makes it insane and makes it do a lot of damage, which I think is really interesting. Then he's got six Achillean Morsar Guard, 10 Thralls, 20 Reavers, and another 10 Thralls. Uh, and then he's also got the Achillean Leviadon, the reverberating Carpace, giving plus one save out to everyone within range. So he's got lots of shots coming out of the Leviadon, eight shots that do D3 damage at range from the Leviadon. And the Leviadon is a monster that does amazing output itself in combat. The Reavers, so 20 Reavers, is doing a huge amount of shooting uh, at quite a significant range. They move eight and they shoot 18. Um, so they're great for clearing screens, meaning the Leviadon can charge in, or the Slap King can charge in, or the Morsar Guard, which are the Fighter Eels. Now, what's quite interesting is most of these units, specifically the Morsar Guard and the Leviadon, are units that weren't really picked out as being some of the stronger units from 
the Iron Earth Deepkin book as it's first come out. So it's really interesting to see Joel do so well with them because he's obviously picked some of the units that he thinks work well, right? Um, and it's just, uh, it's really impressive to see, in my opinion. The Magikin and Nogal list has got all got Demon Spew, uh, Lord of Afflictions and Blob. Lord of Afflictions has got the loadout that we've seen every time so far. And then four Puskal Blight Lords, two Puskal Blight Lords, two more Puskal Blight Lords, a single Puskal Blight Lord, and then two units of Gore. The Gore obviously is screens. Um, and then apart from that, everything is what we've already said about this list. Apart from the fact it went 5-0. So well done to Tyler McDonald on doing excellently with that list as well. So Dave Kerr um, has gone 4-1. Uh, Jordan Burgess went 4-1 as well. Bob Emovic uh, took his Soulblight Gravelords to a 4-1. Jared Baker uh, took his Stormcast Eternals to a 4-1. Elliot Stenson uh, with his Ideneth Deepkin. Jacob Strachan with his Lumineth Realm Lords. Liam Burnett Blue, lovely to see him back with his Daughters of Cain. Connor Ahern with Stormcast Eternals. Thomas Strachan with Soulblight Gravelords. Kieran Askins with Cities of Sigmar. Kent Howell with his Ideneth Deepkin. And Sean Ratcliffe with Slaves of Darkness. Um... Uh, right, okay, so let's look at these lists, shall we? So the Cities of Sigmar list, Stormcast Eternals, has got a Lord Relictor, a Knight Draconis, three times five Vindicators, six Longstrike, uh, Vanguard Raptors, Longstrike Crossbows, and four Stormstrike Guard. If you haven't talked about this already, the Longstrikes have got the Holy Commands that are able to shoot twice, and then those Stormdrake Guard are able to pre-game Hero Face move and attack. Uh, your opponent because the Knight Draconis and the Knight Draconis can also make them shoot twice. That's pretty much how that works. It's really strong, super powerful, and Lord Relictor can also teleport uh, a unit like the Raptors if you want. Really, really powerful um, and loads of output. Not surprised to see it go 4 1. Magic and Nurgle, great and clean one. Lord of Afflictions. It has got the overpowering extension split horn helm. Correct. You are all correct. Nurgle got Steam and Spew. 20 playbearers. Two lots of two Postcode Blight Lords and five Blight Kings. Yeah, baby. Every, there's nothing in there that we haven't talked about already. So uh, congratulations on going 4-1. So Black Grave Lords list uh, had Radicar the Beast and everything I said about Radicar the Beast before. Sub and 10 Direwolves, um, run charge, uh, uh, give plus one attack, all happens. Vengori Lord is new. Um, uh, a Vampire Lord and a Necromancer and then Manfred. We've talked about Manfred turning into a Cloud of Bats. We've talked about Necromancer. We've talked about the Vampire Lord. But the Vengori Lord is something new. He's got an aura of reducing the rend on enemy weapons in range um, uh, as an ability, which is really quite good. Uh, and he's an okay little fighting monster, which I think is quite cool as well. Five Blood Knights, 10 Skeletons, 20... Uh, sorry... 20 death rattle skeletons and then 40 zombies and then a corpse cart so that's everything that's in this list um uh, super cool to see like i said before it's all about overlapping those buffs manfred kind of works on his own unless he doesn't want to work on his own in which case he provides even more buffs and the radicar is very similar as well the vangori lord's quite interesting for making uh those units more survivable and the blood knights which have got a three up armor save and are able to move around are, are really quite effective um, they're able to retreat and charge, basically. Uh, See, so the Stormcast Eternals list that also went 4-1 had a Knight Draconis, a Lord Relictor, um, and then three units of five Liberators, and then four Storm Drake Guard, and then six Raptors. So everything I said before, uh, but congratulations on going 4-1. The Ideneth Deepkin list um, is slightly different. This is Nautilar, Nautilir. Uh, and this had an Achillean King, which also had Unstoppable Fury, which is what we call the Slap King. Um, and then he had an Ishran Soul Render. Ooh. 
and then 20 thralls, 10 reavers, and a leviadon, and then two units of two alapexes. So it's a lot of ranged shooting coming out of this army. Um, they're both, uh, yeah, uh, two units. Are, yeah, they're able to do lots of ranged shooting, do lots of damage at range, and when they decide to finally charge in, uh, they'll charge in and do lots of damage. Uh, so shout out to them. Jacob Strachan uh, was on the Lumina Throne Lords list with a Scenari Law Seeker, Severith, a Venari Lord Regent, 30 Sentinels, two lots of... Uh, another 10 Sentinels, so 40 Sentinels in total, and then two units of 10 Wardens and another Wind Spirit. So he decided to drop one Wind Spirit um, in order to get some more Sentinels on the board. Other than that, it works very much like builds list that we talked about previously. Doors King list being run by Liam, had the Shadow Queen, an Iron Scale, and a Hag Queen, and then two units of... Uh, no, sorry, one unit of Bloodstalkers, so that would be 15 Bloodstalkers, and then a unit of 10 Blood Sisters, and then one unit of Sisters of Slaughter. So this is Marathi and the Bow Snakes. If you haven't encountered Marathi and the Bow Snakes before, this would be Marathi, who can only take three wounds per player turn, and then has got a command ability for a unit within 24 inches uh, to be able to shoot or fight in the hero phase. And then the Bloodstalkers have got two shots each, any sixes to hit do a mortal wound, and they shoot those at 24 inches, and they move eight inches. So they're, they're, it's a very big range on those on those bows so they shoot and then they shoot again and then they keep shooting until you're dead is how it works uh, so it's 15 of each sorry 15 fighting and 15 shooting so they shoot and they shoot and they shoot until they want the fighting snakes to fight in which case they fight in the hero phase as well so loads of output lo and, and really great to see Liam go for one with that the Stormcast Eternals list had Lord Commander Bastion Carthlos, a Knight Draconis, four Forminators, three units of two Storm Drake Guard, and 20 Free Guild Crossbowmen that have been allied in, uh, which is really fun. Um, have they been allied in? Uh, it, all in a battle regiment. But this is kind of a reverse of the Living City list where he's brought the Crossbowmen into the Stormcast list, and then he's got uh, four formulators, two units of two uh, guard, and then he's got the Knight Draconis as well. So everything that I said before, apart from Bastion, who is pretty good in a fight, basically. That's that's his thing. Uh, right, Soulblight, Gravelords, uh, Belladama, talked about Belladama, Necromancer, Vampire Lord, Radicar, two units of ten Direwolves, some Deadwalker Zombies, uh, Blood Knights, Graveguard, Corpse Cart. Well done. That's everything. Uh, we've talked about all of that before. Uh, overlapping. Excellent work. Uh, lovely list. Love to see it. Cities of Sigmar. Uh, list. Living City. Uh, three units of ten Dread Spears. A Sorceress. Oh my god. Uh, an Anointed or Frostheart Phoenix. And then ten Iron Drakes. And then four Storm Drake Guard and four Formulators. Uh, which we talked about before. Uh, nice to see some Dread Spears in those lists though. That's that's what made the list better. Um and then the Eidnet Deepkin had an Achilling King, the Slap King, an Idol on the Mathatlan, the Aspect of the Sea. So this is the fighting uh, wave uh, miniature that you can see. Uh, no, wait, Aspect of the Sea. No, Storm. Aspect of the Sea is the, is, sorry, is the magic caster version. Sorry. Uh, Lotan, and then three Achilling Ishlin Guard, 20 Reavers, and then one, two, three Alapexes, and then two units of 10 Thralls. Um, so the key part here probably is... 
uh, versus the other stuff that like we've talked about the reavers shooting and clearing screens we've talked about uh the alapex is also shooting and taking out key targets and doing some big damage the thralls two units of 10 thralls really great in a fight uh the key part is how much utility you're going to get out of the idol on a math land the aspect of the sea because you're gonna be able to do so much um with his ability to turn off your armor save so take d3 off your armor save which is really good um so really really key and then finally slaves to darkness oh chaos i forgot they're a faction this week uh slaves to darkness uh archeon chaos sorcerer lord slaves to darkness demon prince with the mark of nurgle oh, wow and a chaos lord 30 chaos marauders 10 marauders 10 marauders the chaos war shrine uh and then he hasn't even got curse <laughs> with a unit heal uh this is an archeon list because all god lists are those lists like a Nagash list is a Nagash list, uh, uh, an Archeon list is an Archeon list. But it's what you put around it sometimes that makes it quite interesting. Uh, and the fact that it's all Mark of Nurgle. Normally you see this as Mark of Zinch with Varangard, but this is all with Mark of Nurgle, which is quite fun uh, because there's 30 Chaos Marauders, if they get within range of the General, will do extra damage on sixes to wound. And you've got loads of attacks from the Chaos, Chaos Marauders. So you can actually do some amazing damage from the you know, 30 Chaos Marauders, which can charge a huge range. Um, and with the Chaos Lord, you can pile in an attack twice. So he's actually given himself two different fighting units in this list. Uh, Archeon, really survivable, really tanky, does loads of damage. But also those 30 Marauders will do some incredible work on the charge. There are also 30 wounds on an objective as well, which is genuinely brilliant that looks like the sydney gt i think it's being run by aos coach so you'll probably be able to find out more information from him in the future if you want to listen to it and our final event is our largest event in french canada quebec the home of four five and six dice was the grand class gt had nearly 120 players and been one of almost our largest age of sigma events in age of sigma 3 to date it's great to see a bunch of the us people going up to canada for once and canada getting a burgeoning and growing age of sigmar scene it's really exciting now on the results an important point before i talk more about it is the 4-1 uh, so normally we look at 5-0s and 4-1s this event used the differential scoring system so how much you beat your opponent by gives you a score if you smash your opponent it's a 20 nil if you barely beat your opponent like a little tiny mouse it's 12-8 or 11-9 something like that now they use that as the primary most people use win-loss draw like if you've won five games you're in the 5-0 bracket if you've won four games you're in the 4-1 bracket and then they use the differentials as secondary. This place they used the differential as the primary. So we end up with some. You end up definitely with different placings. As an example, Lou Bergeron, Lou Bergeron, with his Dynasty King came first, and John Duncan with his Dynasty King came second, and they both went 5-0. But James O'Brien with his Sylvaneth and Simon Cot Lecure uh, with his Slaves of Darkness went four one or four in a draw and they ended up being higher than um oliver dempsey with his daughters of kane who went 5-0 and ridge hannah with his seraphon who went 5-0 so your placings end up different which is quite interesting for instance our 10th place player yeah who is a super cutie right um uh, let me just go grab his name again uh where is it uh matt our 10th place player, Matt, uh, only ended up going 3-2 with his Beast of Chaos, which is still a huge achievement, of course. Uh, but I generally only tend to look at the lists that go 5-0 and 4-1. Uh, 
that's how i generally do it at the moment uh, maybe those are things that will change in the future but not many events end up using the differential system as the primary so i hope that explains everything for everyone and everyone understands okay so let's talk about lou lou can't submit lists <laughs> lou submitted his list as a picture of a screen uh but he did win the event so what do i know he, now he took an ineth deepkin list he had an ishran soul render he had lotan and he had eilon of mathlan the aspect of the sea because of all the different spells and utility pieces that aspect is going to bring to the game and he had 13 namati thralls two units of 10 reavers sorry three units of 10 reavers and he had a leviadon so plus one save from the leviadon to all of those units those thralls have got a five up ward um on the right on turn when everything's always strikes first in turn three uh they also um have got a five up ward if they end up being near one of their boats which is really really strong um uh just at least it isn't a photo of an aos app output that's true that would be worse uh, <laughs> uh and then those reavers uh fighties like we talked about leviadon great for doing battle tactics uh because if you shoot from the leviadon you're still doing a battle tactic as much as you're fighting from leviadon and obviously you get bonus points uh, if you do them with monsters and leviadon's a monster um so great list loads of cool tech in there i'm sure um really really fun to see now uh, jordan came second and he also had an ins deacon list he had a soul render and he had lotan so very similar there but he then he had Two units of 10 Reavers, two units of 10 Thralls, and then he had a Leviadon, and then he had two units of two Alapexes. So basically everything I said before applies here um, about these lists already. Uh, so well done to him. Uh, Daughters of Cain, uh, being run by... Daughters of Cain being run by Oliver Dempsey, uh, was Marathi uh, and... Uh, let me just get this. Marathi and the Bow Snakes. So there's 15 Bow Snakes. Uh, Marathi was in the list and he had a Blood Rat Medusa. And he had two units of Canine Shadow Stonkers. Those Shadow Stonkers are Warcry units. Um, they don't necessarily set up the Daughter Cain's section, so you might not know. Uh, but they've got the Daughter's Cain keyword and they can be used in it. They've got an internally built teleport, which is so powerful uh, for 120 points. Bop around the board, either create a screen or uh, move block or go grab little back objectives, kill a character all sorts of goodness um really really strong they're a great screen that you can then just teleport away uh they're really really cool and he's also got 10 fighting snakes in his list as well and then finally ridge with his seraphon has got a slan an engine of the gods skink star priest skink priest skink priest five source guard now i haven't talked about those yet five source guard are able to uh basically do a bodyguard rule for a slan or croak or not the croak was in this list um and then take wounds for them so basically you're giving 10 extra wounds to your slan or croak which is why you see them in lists and then 30 skinks for what i said previously 10 skinks and then two storm drake guard allied in to babysit those two bacillodons now excitingly one of those bacillodons is an arc of sotek they've become very popular at the minute darren watson of team england is taking three to the aos world championships and he's popularized the use of the Arcasotech because it's 165 points of a 12 wound mini. Um, it's 12 wounds because it's in Thunder Lizard uh, that's got a one-up armor save and does pretty good output uh, when you put it in the mix. So there you go. That's everything that happened. Uh, that's all the players in the 5-0 bracket. Congratulations to all of them. They should be really proud of themselves. So there are lots of 4-1 lists loads so much so in fact that i'm not going to go through them all instead i will uh, look at some of the lists that are from factions that don't generally perform as well so james o'brien was running a silver death list which we will look at simon cot liqueur was running slaves to darkness patrick east was running seraphon 
Loic Goslin de Lort was running Carriage Run Overlords. Josh Aikens, Lumeth Realm Lords. Xavier Carpentier, Stormcast Eternals. Gabriel Sampson, Iron Jaws. Danik Gagne with Seraphon. Matthew Cakes with his Stormcast Eternals. Matteo Roy with his Lumeth Realm Lords. Alex, Alexis Boucher, sorry, with his Soulbright Grave Lords. Kevin Lemex Gangson with his Blades of Corn. Michael Sabati with Lumeth Realm Lords. Frederick Bigras Burangano with his Fleshier Courts. Michael Grennan with his Blades of Corn. Oliver Gandut with his Iron Lionel Miranda, Magakin and Nurgle. Justin Lapointe with his Skaven. Carl Ong, Carl the Ball. Boom. Carl the Ball with his Magakin and Nurgle. And then Jeffrey Truchetti with his Stormcast Eternals. Right? My love to all of them. So some of the lists that we've picked out was this Flesh Eater Courts list, which was a big drop fort kicker, two Aborong Ghoul Kings and Royal Terrorgeist, one of them obviously being the general, and then the Aborong Art region, which gives an extra D3 attacks to a unit which makes those Aborong Ghoul Kings sorry, Aborant Ghoul Kings and Royal Terrorgeist do incredible output. Like it's genuinely fantastic. Then four units of ten crypt ghouls in a double battle regiment. So crypt ghouls for screens, loads of fighting. Uh, Justin Lapointe was running a Skaven list, and this was Thanquil on Bone Ripper. Again, on Bone Ripper. So sad. A Claw Lord, and then a Warlock Bombardier for more and more warp power, and then a Plague Priest as well. Now, that more and more warp power works really well, I guess, on the Warlock Gisales, which have been reinforced once. So there's six Gisales, which are 290 points. He also has a Warp Lightning Cannon as well, which is a lot of mortal wounds. And then he has three units of one Rattling Cannons, which is 2d6 or 4d6 attacks, which can do genuinely some really powerful output and then he had three unit two units of clan rats uh 20 clan rats and then 20 storm vermin honestly uh he also has the warp lightning vortex pretty pretty impressive that he went 4-1 with this list there's loads of little elements in here that which um in a double turn or in loads of situations could really weaken how his army will perform but he obviously did really well he should be super happy with himself the silver death list was really interesting because he had a branch wraith two spirits of dirthu and a tree lord ancient uh, then he had Dreitcher Hammerdreth and a Warsong Revenant as well. So Spirits of Durthus and the Tree Lord Ancient obviously are all monsters, so they're going to be able to move up the board and do lots of damage. The Spirit of Durthus are great fighting units, and it means you'll be able to get good battle tactics. Uh, the Warsong Revenant can sit at the back of the board, of course, using uh, the Warsong Bomb that we talked about previously through the Umbral Spell Portal. Uh, and the Spite Swarm Hive is going to make it so those units can teleport and charge much easier because it gives you plus two to your charge. Uh, making those deep strikes through the trees not nine inch but seven inch re-rollable charges obviously re-roll comes from um the command ability uh and then the carriage and overlords list was a barrack zilfin list eighth the chemist navigator and an admiral 10 arcanaut company twice and a frigate and then three engine riggers 10 thunderers a gun hauler and an ironclad there is and with the walk lightning vortex in a bowl there isn't really ever much to say about a carriage and overlords list there's boats and they move around and they shoot and they fight because of the nature of the army they don't uh reviewing the list doesn't really like the list will always play the same there'll be some boats they'll run around they'll drop some dudes and they'll do some shooting doesn't really ever change the loadouts of those are probably very important but really only important to the ko players um so there you go but going for one is really really good so congratulations uh and then corn that uh, we had two corn lists go for one which is obviously fantastic because their win rate is pretty low we got scarbrand slaughter priest two blood that well two bloodthirsters one of incense and rage one of unfettered fury and then a slave to darkness demon prince with a mark of corn uh making everything slow down 
five flesh hounds, two lots of ten blood reavers, and then five wrathmongers and two units of six furies. Has Sam Morgan inspired furies the world over? Who knows? Who knows? But we talked about furies already. Wrathmongers give plus one attack uh, to units within range, which is going to be so useful on Scarbrand because he can do some incredible damage. Loads and loads of mortal wounds. In the Boomthirster or the Bloodthirster of Incense and Rage does lots of attacks. Bang, 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 bang. Does lots of mortal wounds, smashes stuff, has a great time. But there's some infected fury, gives you a six-inch pile in, which is good. So the Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince makes it so you can't charge them, and then all of your counter-charge pieces do incredible damage. That's the goal. And then finally, the other Blades of Corn list has a Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince, same thing. Bloodthirst from infected fury, same thing. Scarbrand, uh, Bloods Creator, and then a Lord of Corn on Juggernaut. It's quite interesting. And a Bloodthirst of Incense and Rage, so same thing. Two units of Flesh Hounds, and then one mighty skull crushers so the lists are pretty similar but the utility pieces are different furies and wrathmongers versus uh, a lord of corn and a unit of skull crushers and there we go and that is all the event results from around the world as we said 346 players nearly a thousand games they'll all be inputted into the stats by the incredible warhammer rob and the amazing ziggy and you'll be able to see what the event results uh, have done to the stats. If you go onto the stats page, let me just quickly show you guys here. Um, uh, you'll be able to look at the, the player results from around the world. We check and track all of the player results from players all around the world. As you can see, Mike Stewart there uh, is now the uh, best performing player in the world. Uh, which is quite interesting with gavin from harambe's heroes in second place with math mallow mr matt davies who i don't know what club he's a part of i hope he's the honest war gamers uh in third place uh, and noah uh, noah singh uh is in juan noah singh sorry uh is in fourth place uh, and he is of the tough crowd uh so you can track how you're doing in the stats or you can track the faction results in the stats as well Loads of information, but the key takeaway, probably, if you've listened this far, um, is that playing games is always really fun. Always super fun. Um, so even if you're playing a terrible army, you should go to events and have a fun time because that's the key takeaway. Uh, events and narrative. Uh, don't ever let anyone tell you that there are things like win at all cost players. They don't really exist. It's not really true. Uh, there's loads of really fun people who play at events and have a great time um they all pretty much take the same list based on what i've seen from today but that's a side note yeah that's very different um uh, <laughs> uh thanks for tuning to on small gamer we have a patreon which you can support us on we have a podcast and a youtube channel you can all subscribe and listen to it'd be great if you could join those things or you can join me live on twitch where you can have a more personal conversation with me monday through to friday 11 till 2 p.m thanks for tuning in see you soon goodbye